Hey guys, welcome back to Wimbo and G for part two. Uh, Jake, the first podcast was such a big hit. Uh, I mean, we got people calling all over the place, got advertisements, we got sponsors. Nike. Nike's calling. We told them no. We told them no. no. Just, um, we got to keep it ultra conservative yeah. around here. But. So tell us about some new places you can find Limbo and Jake. Um, no, I think we did get a pretty good turnout. We did have some good viewage, viewage viewership. Um, but it's getting out there. It's in different places. You can go onto the iTunes uh, store, uh, Apple, and Search Wimbo and G. Uh, it's a pretty original name. There's there's yeah. nothing else out there called Wimbo and G. We're literally the only Wimbo and G. <laughs> and you can get the audio version there. You can, can subscribe to it so you get updates when we get new ones out. It's on Spotify as well. The audio version is Search Wimbo and G. And then you can also find it on Instagram TV, and you can find it on YouTube, and you, we're circulating on Facebook as well. So lots of ways to, to stay connected with the podcast. So. And, you know, one thing a lot of my kids told me was like, you know, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we weren't able to hear, we didn't, we couldn't listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was too long. And we admit last, the last one was a little long. It was a little long. So we have, we have talked about this. We have trimmed it. We have cut it. And, and you know, we're going to get to the core of what we're going to do. So what I'm going to do at the beginning of each episode from now on is we're going to give you kind of like the table of contents. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you say, well, hey, listen to me. That first one doesn't really apply to me. Skip over skip over and listen to the next, you know, some, you know, maybe the third topic is going to be what you really want to hear. That's right. Um, you know, just skip through there. We're, you're not going to hurt our feelings if you don't listen to uh, what, you know, all of our stuff. We just want to help you. Like our goal for this is just really to, for you to have an understanding from a Christian perspective uh, on, on how things work. I mean, uh, you know, how you're supposed to respond in your life as a teenager for Christ. So, uh, this podcast, the first topic we're going to talk about today is uh, Corona and the church's response. Our uh, second topic is going to be teens uh, and depression. So, do you want to tell us what our other ones are? Faith started? and science is our third topic. Faith and science. How do they work together? How are they different? And then Christians and doubt is our last topic. Christians and doubt. So, if you uh, if one of those topics you say, well, hey, I don't really care anything about Corona and the church's response, then skip it. Skip it. Don't don't know why you wouldn't care about that. I mean, but you know, yeah, that might be you. That might be you. So it's not like you haven't heard anything about Corona. Exactly. In the last six exactly. March. So. And it's not like you don't have an opinion uh, because you probably do uh, some so. kind. So, all right. But Corona and the church's response. One thing we have found out about the coronavirus is is that it's not going away anytime soon. And so, uh, as much as we hope to be back to normal at this time period, several months ago, we're not back to normal. And so, um, there's different restrictions coming out. It seems like every couple of weeks, there's more restrictions. We're getting all kinds of numbers from the media. Several of those are maybe not very trustworthy. It's hard to know what's real and what's not. Um, but as far as the church, as far as Bethany Baptist Church or Carolina Baptist Church or, or any Baptist church or any church or any youth group, what should our response be? to these new restrictions to what the government's telling us about this virus. And as you know, yesterday, uh, Governor, you got to say it like that, mm-hmm. Governor Ivy, uh, issued a, um, a mask rule that we got to wear a mask. Now, do I want to wear a mask? I don't, I, don't, I don't even own a mask. 
actually like do. my wife is in town right now literally at 11 o'clock today buying us a mask so that we can be I told her, I said, why don't we just stop by the uh, Andalusia Hospital, go into the emergency room, mm. like waiting area. I can like pull four out of the little thing. And <laughs> but that, that would not I think I got an extra Auburn mask. You can do uh, I'm good. I would risk her on. But, um, but you know, a mandatory mask. You can't go out in town uh, after five o'clock today without a mask on. Mm. I think it's a $500 fine. That's what I heard. $500. That's and pretty that's, steep. That is really steep. I, that may be one of the steepest in the nation. I'm not, mm-hmm. I haven't I researched know. it. But how should the church, let's talk about this. You know, we may not like the master. Some people say, listen, we are so polarized right now. I mean, everybody, me and our, my pastor Jack was talking about this yesterday. Our society is like really, really polarized right now. You know, we, we're, we're extremely polarized between Republican and Democrat. We're extremely repo- mm-hmm. uh, between racism and non you know, white and black. You know, and even even now we're polarized over the whole mask or no mask. I mean, ever there's no in between right now. Everybody's either you know very die hard. You either wear a mask or, or you're a jerk, or uh-huh. I ain't wearing a mask. You right. can't make me. Right. I mean, right. so uh, you know where do we where do we as Christians land in the whole polarity of this? Where yeah. do we need to be? Um. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. There's not a clear, cut, and dry answer. Um, but we talked last time on the podcast about Christianity and politics. I think that plays in um, because I think it's so easy to align ourselves with Republicans or with Democrats, and that influence our understanding of mask wearing, our understanding of submitting to authorities and whatnot. And so um, I have my Bible open to Romans chapter 13, pretty much verses 1 through 8-ish. Paul goes over this, and I'm not going to read all that scripture for you, but I'll give you the gist of it, um, is that uh, our authorities in, in our government have been placed there by God uh, for God's purposes. And even those that are not godly are being used by God. I mean, we see that all through scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the story of Joseph, you know, and, and that famous verse, what, God, what man meant for evil, God used for good. And so uh, we are here submitting to government authorities, and I think it's important that until our absolute ability to practice our faith is threatened, until that comes, then we need to be uh, submissive to what our authorities are calling us to do, because uh, they have been placed there by God, whether you know, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, for some purpose. So, what do you think about that? I, I totally agree with that. Now, you know, in the context of that scripture, uh, Paul was writing to the Romans, and you know they didn't. The Jews did not like the, what the government was passing down to them. You know mm-hmm. they didn't like the fact that hey, you know I've got to help a Roman soldier. You know if he asked me to go, you know tote his backpack for a mile, I didn't. I don't want to do that. But Paul was saying, hey, look, you know, just submit to that. You know, and like Jake said, you know Governor Ivy didn't ask us to deny our faith and no longer come to church. You know, she just asked whether we think it's effective or not. She asked to wear, you know, hey, wear a mask. Do us a favor, wear a mask. And, uh, you know, and even though I don't like it, I'm I'm not a fan of wearing a mask, even though that's the case, I'm still going to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't like it. I hate it. I I don't think the science behind it is absolutely accurate. But you know what? I've been told that I need to wear a mask. And so I'm going into Walmart. I'm going to slap that puppy on. Now, I'll say this. Uh, for anyone out there, if 
Governor Ivy. You got you got to say her name like that. Governor. Governor, Governor Ivy. Uh, you know, if Governor Ivy says. You know, this coming Sunday, I want you to sign a renouncement of your faith mm-hmm. before your church, and I want you to walk out. Now, yep. I believe as a Christian, we have all the right biblical rights in the world to walk to say we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are no, we are no longer going to support what you're you're saying. We uh, by by the law of God, we do not have to support what you're doing. You know, if a pre- and you look look at this, you go back to Daniel. You know, but the book of Daniel, you know, the, the king told uh, all, all the people, you're going to stand up and you're going to worship me with, with harps and, and flutes. And, and, you know, you're going to make symbols and you're going to make and you're going to worship us. And remember, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego is like, hey, that goes against my Christian faith and what God's taught us. We will not. We will not do it. That's right. And, you know, if if our president says, hey, on Saturday mornings at nine o'clock, I want everyone to face Washington, D.C., whatever direction that is in your home. And I want you to pray to me mm-hmm. and say, I am the king of this country. You will worship me. By by the decree, by the law of God, by our Christian faith, we could not do that. That's right. And when that's you, different. When you talk about that story, all I think about is the VeggieTales and the, mm-hmm. the chocolate bunny, the giant chocolate bunny statue. Yeah, absolutely. VeggieTales are so legit. That statue of milk around here. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I completely agree. You know, I think um, there's not a statue of, of Mama Ivy right now that we have to bow down to. And so I would say don't confuse your American rights with your Christian rights. Mm-hmm. I, I saw somebody post on Facebook this week, and I thought it was wonderful. He said, uh be sure that you are an American Christian and not yeah. a Christian American. All right. And uh, boy, that that really that really struck a chord with me. And so, yeah. I love America. I love America too. I, I love, love America. I have USA socks. I don't have the memorabilia, but I do love America. I mean, I also have another disclose, undisclosed socks that says twenty twenty on. Just gonna leave it there. Okay. All right. So Kanye, um, Kanye, right. Kanye, twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably not. But anyway, <laughs> so, you know, guys, it's a mask. <laughs> I don't like it. Jake don't like it. Mm, I don't you may not like it, but just put it on. That's right. And hey, you know what? If you if you say, I just I just ain't going to do it. I'm just not going to wear a mask. Stay home. That's right. Walmart pickup, you know, call them. Yeah, They'll put the groceries in your car. That's right. So, you know, uh, so many people say, you know, should I come to church right now? You know, what's your thoughts? Like, should I come to church right now in the midst of all this mm-hmm. when I have the chance, you know, that I may be, I may contract this this thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I know other people have said it, so I'm repeating what's already been said by so many. But, you know, if you feel like you're in the category that you're really at risk of being hurt by this virus, and that category, according to what I've seen and what I've read, and I, I don't have extensive knowledge, but I'm talking 60, maybe 70 and up, or any sort of pre-existing health conditions. Right. Um, if that's you, then, then no, you stay home. There's so many opportunities to receive weekly Bible teaching and the gospel uh, at home. Um, if you are healthy, though, I would just go behind that and say if you are healthy, uh, don't neglect the gathering of, of believers uh, week in, week out. Exactly. You know, because you can, I saw it, uh, another thing just this morning that convicted me, and it said, uh, the problem with missing church is it won't be long before we don't miss it anymore. 
Exactly. And uh, man, it, uh, I thought that was good. So it really kind of blessed my heart. Uh, Jake came in uh, on Thursday mornings. Our our senior adult ladies play dominoes here at the church, and it's a lot of fun. Been doing it for years, twenty years or more. They're hardcore, and they were hardcore. Jake mm-hmm. stayed in there with us, and and they were like, "Why don't you play too?" But, uh, you know, we had things to do. But you know, listening to their prayers, man, it just broke my heart because I don't think about it from this perspective, but. Like they pray every day. They pray for our church and our people, and they pray for people in need. And and one of the prayers that they pray was, Lord, you know how bad we miss being here. Mm. And, you know, that kind of broke my heart because, mm. I mean, I'm here every week. I mean, and, you know, I know they do miss it. And, you know, we got to think about those kind of people. But one thing Corona has done is that it has really made, it has forced the church to think outside the church walls. Yeah. I mean, digital church, drive-in church. I mean, the list is the list goes on forever. So thankfully, this has stretched us. And you know, when you stretch, you grow. Mm-hmm. This has stretched us to to think outside the walls. So yeah. Final final thoughts here is if you don't feel safe, like if you don't feel safe being in a church, I promise. And I know Bethany's probably the same as Carolina and any other church. I promise, no one is going to look down on you and say, you know what. You're a scumbag. You haven't been to church since March. That's right. You're a scumbag. No, we're not going to think that. You know, we we understand. People understand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is just uncertain times. And, you know, we got to do what we feel like is best for us and and whatever. So, you know, with that being said, that's our thoughts on. You got any more thoughts? Yeah, I would add at the end just the benefit of where we are right now is I think for many years without the coronavirus restrictions is. People have elevated discipleship from the church over discipleship from parents and discipleship in the home. And I think we have a golden opportunity to take discipleship in our homes and put that back where it's supposed to be as the priority and discipleship in the local church falling right under that. And so Absolutely. in the time that we are spending more time together and we're not able to go to church as much as we usually do, um, break out your Bible and pray and read your Bible with your children and with your family. Um, and you know, one thing we've done in Carolina that I like is every Sunday morning, Jack sends out a, a, a like a family worship mm-hmm. playlist mm-hmm. on YouTube. And a lot of our families have talked about how awesome that's been to be able to just play it on their TV, you know, just pre, you know, we pick them out, worship set. And that's, what, that's going on, you know, that's really nice. Yeah. So it's cool Absolutely. to be able to worship in your home. Uh, for the first time. So, so we talked about the corona, talked about church's response on that. Let's go to it. I mean, let's, let's take it a different direction. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about teenagers and depression. Yeah, teenagers and depression. And so uh, if you guys remember from last podcast, I talked about how uh, as a student ministry, we take questions from teenagers, real questions, and we answer them. And, uh, and Garrett likes that idea too. And so uh, one thing that I have picked up on over the past years we've been doing this is a large portion of those questions are geared towards depression. How to fight depression as a Christian, uh, what to do if my friend is a teenager and depressed. And so uh, that's kind of sort of the heart of this next little topic that we're discussing. Uh, Have you experienced any of this? I I personally, uh, once in my life, I personally, about seven years ago, I uh, I was diagnosed with mild depression, and you know it was it was a real struggle. It was a dark place for me to be in. I mean, I I've always been happy go lucky, you know, just let the good times roll, enjoyed life, you know, you know, always smiling, always happy, and then play. I got in a place where you know I was not happy and smiling, and I didn't know why. I'm like, mm. I don't even know why I'm like this. See, I don't. 
you know, all I wanted to do was sit in my recliner. I didn't want to come to work. I didn't want to come to church. I didn't want to, uh, you know, see anyone, talk to anyone. I didn't want to watch TV. I just wanted to sit there. Oh, excuse me. And, you know, uh, it was a tough place to be in. I mean, I was just like, why am I like this? And the, the, the bad part of it was that I couldn't do anything to help it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a normal sickness like, you know, the flu or Corona or something like that where they can give you medication to help treat you. This was something totally different. And uh, I ended up having to go to my doctor and all that kind of stuff. But it's real. It's a real struggle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's real. So that's a personal touch. My my mother has struggled with depression for many years. And if she, she probably is going to watch the podcast. So she's okay with me saying that. And she's, um, you know, I grew up in a home where or sort of in an environment, maybe even my church contributed to this, where uh, depression, you just got to suck it up and yeah. go on with it. It's not real. But a lot of yeah. times it wouldn't be acknowledged as a real thing. And so I think as Christians, first of all, we need to acknowledge it is a real issue. Absolutely. Um, the mental you know, illness is real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite TV shows, and I think you like it too, is The Office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's an episode of The Office Boy, where they I. talk about depression. Mm. And, you know, one of the characters, Michael Scott, the main character, uh, uh, Steve Carell says, you know, he's on top of the roof and, and he's trying to make everybody aware of depression. And, you know, he says, oh, my aching head. And uh, I'm so depressed. And then one of the other characters, Dwight, he says, uh, you know, Michael, isn't depression just a fancy word for being bummed out? And, you know, no, it's not no. just a fancy word it's for not. being bummed out. No. You know? And that's, that's what a lot of churches think. You know, hey, you're just, you know, you're just sad. You know, you're just bummed out. Yes. You know, uh -huh. put your big boy pants on and get over it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Before there's, it hit. Yeah, there's no such thing as a sad Christian to yeah. some people. Yeah, That's what absolutely. they would say. Or, depressed or some Christian. of the other answers were, well, you just need to trust Christ, brother. Oh, yeah. Well, I was trying. You can pray that demon on out yeah. of there. So, you know, we need to, the church needs to, like you said, the church needs to acknowledge, and I think we're doing a better job of that. I think, yeah. Of that mental, mental health is a legit, it's, hey, when I, I had to be put on medication for it, and it's a, the smallest dose you can take, but, you know, they're like, hey, take this. When you have blood pressure, you take blood pressure medicine. When you have, uh, you know, when you have, diabetes you take insulin i mean it's just and i'm not saying you that everybody needs to everybody's treatment plan is different mm -hmm. so i don't want to say i'm not a doctor okay i'm not a psychiatrist so everybody's plan is different but uh that's the route they took with me it worked i mean so um what's what's your thoughts give me some ideas on how a team should respond if they if they're depressed well kind of leading into that i will say this it's painful that it seems like outside of the church is a place where you can be more vulnerable about this than inside the church. And uh, whew, that's something we, we, we're getting better at. We need to work on, but creating a culture where it's okay to be vulnerable, where it's okay to talk about these issues. And for a teenager, um, hopefully the local church is somewhere where they can do that. And hopefully their local youth group is somewhere where they can uh, have some people to talk to about this. Um, and just get it out there, be vulnerable with one another. Um, that's where healing begins to take place, I think. Uh, Absolutely. Well, last night I was in, I was preaching through Colossians uh, chapter three. We we're finishing up the book of Colossians here, right there, right at the end. And one of the things, excuse me, that we talked about last night was, oh, yeah, I need my <laughs> second, third cup today. I've already had two cups today. 
Uh, the third, one of the things we talked about was bearing one another's burdens. And you know, several times in the New Testament, um, you know, the, the writers of the New Testament talk about as Christians, we need to be willing to bear one another's burdens. So if you, if you are someone in a church and you don't struggle with depression or things like that, you know, um, be uh, be encouraging to these people that are. Just know that if you're like me beforehand, and maybe like Jake, and you didn't know, you think, you know, this is something I need to. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, this youngin's keeping you up at night, man. We need to. Uh, <laughs> we need to. Uh, you know, just put your big boy pants on and put. You know, be encouraging to that person. Be it. You know, say, hey, look, this is a real issue. So, let's say Johnny. Johnny comes to us. And he says, Jake, I'm depressed. What do mm-hmm. we need to do? Give us, let's talk about some ideas. Um, one of the most dangerous things that I've ever seen in my entire life is a bored teenager. Yeah, is a true. bored teenager. And so, so many sins and bad decisions and um, things can result from that. And so, one of the things I tell Johnny to do mm-hmm. is, man, you got to keep yourself busy. Absolutely. Um, you got to set yourself a schedule. And that seems to be an even greater problem right now uh, with the virus yeah. and all we have going on. But you got to set goals for your day. Um, that's going to help you with time management. Um, and if you don't begin to work on that as a teenager, you might continue to struggle with this into your 20s and 30s. And so man, you need to be reading your Bible. You need to have a set time for that. You need to have a set time for praying. You need to have a routine to do that. And, and not just stay in your room and read your Bible all day. Do that for a little while and then get out and uh, and have some some goals for the day. You know, even if it's Man, I'm gonna chop a few trees down, make a four wheeler trail in my backyard. You know, whatever. You know, I'm just saying, like, you got it. You got to uh, Netflix, sitting on TikTok all day. This is yeah. not gonna help your depression. It's gonna do the opposite. Absolutely. Uh, one thing you need to do is you need to. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna high five you for coming to me. I'm gonna say, Johnny, right. man, I, man right. I'm I'm proud of you for admitting that, you know, hey, I'm depressed, I need to talk to somebody. Listen, students, please, 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 uh, if we could beg you enough, uh, please talk to somebody about your depression, yes. okay? Mm-hmm. You are not alone. Depression's real, depression happens. Listen to me, you're not the only person in the history of the world. I know that's what your mind will tell you. I'm the only person that's ever struggled with this. That's not the case. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You are, like, just be brave enough to come and talk to someone. You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to see Johnny. Dude, you got mental issues. <laughs> yeah, like, no. I'm not going to do that. So Jake's right. Man, find something to do. Like, I remember when I was depressed, all I wanted to do was sit in my recliner. And you know what that did? That just made me sit there and dwell on the real mm-hmm. issue. But here's what somebody told me that, that was a lot older than me and they had depression. They said, just get out in the yard, even if it means just walking around the house. He said, get up and take a shower. You know, get up, eat something. Um, just get outside and, you know, and do that, you know, get it. Just, Hey, if it means, Hey, I'm going to walk to the end of my block or I'm going to walk to the end of my dirt, my driveway or whatever, do that. And and just be active. One of, you know, we're not professional counselors. Okay. I'm sure you've had counseling classes. I've had the same, but we're not professionals. That's right. But here's one thing they tell you to do in counseling. A lot of times they say, Hey, be active, exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe your mom's got a treadmill and you say, why? It's, 8,000 degrees outside. Get on your mom's treadmill. Put on some Christian music. That's right. Just just walk. My, I mean, my, my dad's an avid runner, and uh, God bless him. And he always said him getting up and running every day was 90% for up here above his yeah. shoulders and 10% for below. Absolutely. So, you know, 
Do that. Be active. Talk to someone. Know that it's not going to last forever. Listen mm -hmm. to me. I promise. I remember when I was there, I didn't think it was ever going to happen again. But you're going to be, you're going to have good days again. There's going to come a time when depression's not going to be in your mind anymore, and you're going to be okay. All right. That's right. So just know that. You know, just know when you start having bad days, just say this is not going to last forever. And the final thought on that would be, take it day by take, take it day by day. Yeah, you know? I was going to say like th this is life. You know, yeah. ups and downs is life, and struggles are always going to be here. And, yeah. and you've been given the gospel as a deposit, but it's not fulfilled yet. You're going to continue to live in this body. You're going to continue to have issues, but just hold on to the hope that God's making all things new. He's making you new, and there's coming a time where depression will not even be a thought in the back yeah. of your mind. You'll stand forever in the presence of God Almighty, and He will, he will make you just like uh, His Son, Christ Jesus. He'll complete a good work in which He has began. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, guys, listen. I just want to say this in, in my closing. You know, you're going to think things when you're depressed, and they're not you, okay? That's not who you are. That's mm -hmm. not your mind. You mm -hmm. may say, hey, I'm not worth it Life's not worth it anymore. I don't really enjoy life anymore. I may not, you know, I may want to take my own life. I, you know, nobody loves me. You know, you think things like that. And, you know, guys, listen to me, please. If I could beg you, if you hear nothing else in this video, listen to this. You are loved by somebody. You may say, well, mom and dad don't love me. Well, if you have a youth pastor, they love you. I love every single one of the yeah, students who are sitting in my building, man. Like, I mean, there's oh, somebody. Wow. Listen, you may say, well, I don't need to go to church. Who loves me then? You may have a you got a school teacher that possibly loves you. Mm -hmm. Guys, listen to me. There's people that love you, and you know what you think. A lot of times, when you're depressed, is not your normal mindset. So don't listen to those lies, and just know. And listen, if you are if you are thinking about hurting yourself in any way, mm -hmm. please before you make that decision, before you say, "Hey, I'm going to make this permanent decision," please talk to somebody. That's right. Talk to your youth pastor. Hey, if you say, I don't have a youth pastor, go to the phone book, open it up, find the the first church you hit on that thing. That's right. And call somebody. Listen, talk to somebody. Don't make that decision. I've always heard, you know, the suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Mm -hmm. All right? That's good. That's deep enough. What that's, do you think? Well, I think it's deep enough. Just know you're loved. Okay? That's right. And the God of the universe loves you. Absolutely. And has pursued you. To the maximum with sending his son Christ yeah. Jesus to die for you. Yeah. I think he loves them more than we could. I think he does. Absolutely. I think he does. Well, let's go to the next topic here. Uh, faith and science. Faith and science. Science theater. Sworn enemies or could be friends. That's a good question for faith, faith and, and science. science. Oh. Um, it seems to be. And here, we, I mean, we're running into similar issues yeah. here with the media and how different things are portrayed. I think sometimes the media portrays faith and science as being incompatible, enemies, you got to pick a camp, yeah. and um, according to the Bible, I don't think that's accurate, uh, I don't think that's true. What do you think about that? I, I think you're right. I mean, listen, uh, last night I was showing a video, uh, I was showing a playlist, uh, uh, like the music videos before church started, we were showing uh, Bethel Music, mm -hmm. uh, their new album called Victory. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I'm going to see you now. Good album. Because mm. it's uh, one of the songs, Goodness of God. I love that. Oh, it's such a great song. And, uh, what's the first one? Oh, my mind just went blank. Oh, it's good. It's the one. Good. Uh, we didn't sing that one at church. Uh, the first one that they sing. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. But they got another, they got a hymn on there too. That's really good. Like It's like number six. But anyway, that's not important. 
But in between every song, there was a commercial. And every single commercial that came on that playlist was from Pure Flicks. And every single movie they were advertising was about this topic. Really? I mean, it was like every single movie. One hey, of them, there's a new movie out. I'm not sure, but is it based off of that Case for Christ book? Is there a I new think movie so. Yeah, because I saw a similar yeah. advertisement for Pure Flicks. And one of them, that's one free. Of them was that's about... What's the guy's name who was like a investigative reporter? And he was atheist. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. And his Maybe wife and his children were Christian. And he was like, um, I'm going to prove I'm the resurrection prove. never happened. Yes. And, the, and the guy's like, oh yeah, you can tackle that. You know, and whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then and it absolutely You know what I'm talking about? That was, that yeah. was based on a real life person. Yeah. It's not Chuck Colson. Chuck Colson was in jail. Okay. But I'm, it's another guy that's a big time. And you probably know who he is. I mean, you can, you right. can comment it below if you know who that's he right. is. That's right. That's um, right. Drop it. Uh, and now he's like a devout Christian who debates stuff. So here's what I say. You know, there that's a huge struggle now. When If you are a senior in high school and you go off to college, you may say, hey, my science teacher's at Andalusia, at Strong, Pleasant Home, wherever, Florella, Red Level, wherever you go to school. I, uh, you know, I've never heard anything contra contradicting to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Well, let me, let me, let me embrace you for something here, okay? Let me embrace you, all right? You're going to hear Yeah, about to hear it. Yeah, you are. When you go to college, I mean, you know, in our little Bible Belt Covenant County, you know, my I can remember my sax teacher saying, you know, this is an option, talking about evolution and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, this is said, they might spend three minutes on evolution, and then they spent the rest of the time on, you know, being. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I understand, but you're fixing to get slapped in the face with it and you're and you're going to have to be in a point in your life where you're going to have to say either i fully believe in my faith in jesus christ and i trust that what he said is true or like the bible says you're going to be tossed by the waves that's right it's going to be tough on you build that house on the rock so um faith and science what you think man so many things i could say about this so i'll try to make it quick um first of all <clears throat> is that it's okay to disagree about non-essentials as long as you agree on essentials as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And so personally, I'm, I'm a young earth creationist mm -hmm. until proven otherwise. You know, yeah, every good. now and then I think about maybe an old earth, but really I'm a young earth. I, I believe that take the Bible pretty, uh, you know, not absolutely literally because we can't take the Bible absolutely literally or Jesus would really be a lamb. But I take it pretty literally when I look at Genesis. I add up those years and I say, yeah, the earth is probably about 6,000 years old. Um, but I have brothers and sisters in Christ who believe that the earth is six million years old. And while I disagree with them on that point, we both believe that God is Trinitarian. We believe that Jesus died for our sins and rose from the dead. And, and we so, still believe he created. Yeah, that's right. Whether it's six that's million right. or six thousand. That's right. right. And yeah. so there are issues that we have to be okay with disagreeing on. Um, I, I, I don't believe God created through evolution. I don't. However, there are some Christians who do. And, and as long as God created it, you know, I think as long as we agree on the essentials, we can disagree on the non-essentials. But I would follow that up in saying this. Um, there's so many great uh, books, literature, articles oh, yes. you can read online from Christian scientists that are they're really reputable. Like these guys are really studied and learned. But if you just follow the mainstream media, you're going to get it from the other side. You're just going to get secular scientists and so um, one of my favorites is a guy by the name of Jonathan Sarfati that's S-A-R-F-A-T-I I look into him he's a young earth guy and uh, I don't know if you know anything about William Lane Craig 
Yeah. Love me some William yeah. Lane Craig. I, I got several uh, of his books. Great guy. Uh, another guy by the name of Alvin Plantinga. All those are Christian scientists and, and philosophers. And so. And I tell you what, like what we'll do, we're learning this is new territory, as my, territory. As my teacher used to say in school, territory. Uh, what we'll do is at the bottom in the comments, we will put some books down there. Man, that sounds great. Maybe some books about depression if you're struggling with that. Maybe, and we'll put some of our other books. I've actually got a book called Faith versus Science, and you know, uh, I, I personally don't think that they are enemies at all. I don't either. I, I think that they basically they basically do this. They basically work hand in hand. I absolutely. I think that <laughs> no, <laughs> Corona, dude, Corona. <laughs> I think that science, like I think the longer we study science, I think we realize that what the Bible says, our Christian faith, is a lot of ways confirming science. That's right. That's right. And you know, I, I don't think you'll hear that in the mainstream media uh, or anywhere like that. But I fully like. There's so many things. Like you know, let's go back to Christopher Columbus's day. They thought that the world was flat. That's right. And there's still some people out there that think the world's flat. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what rock you've been under, but, uh, uh-huh. you know, they think the world's flat. But, you know, the Bible confirmed, they were, when they, they talked about the dimensions and stuff like that, the Bible confirmed that the earth was round. This was long before they started sailing the, the seas blue, whatever, 1492. Yeah, and, but, and I'd say read your Bible in context, too. Like, a lot of times we'll open up Genesis and we'll say, why are there so many details left out? Why didn't God just explicitly say this and that? And the reason why is because God wasn't primarily concerned with telling you about how the earth was formed. He was primarily concerned about telling you about who he was and who you are in light of who he is. And so uh, just, just keep it all in context, baby. Keep it all yeah. in context. And, this, and this, all, this whole thing, this whole idea that we're talking about here, you know, faith and science, it all fits under one umbrella of a, of a study called apologetics. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so many people say, well, is apologetics means that you have a degree or you are well-versed in apologizing? <laughs> like, no, no. Apologetics means you're defending the faith. You and, and all through the New Testament, good grief in the morning, all through the New Testament, we see, you know, Paul defending the faith. You know, we mm-hmm. see different people defending the faith. And and, you know, you're going to have to do that. And I think, I honestly feel like you're going to have to defend the faith now in today's time harder than Paul and them had to defend it in their time. Mm-hmm. And that may sure. be a bold statement there, but I feel like that's the case. I agree. I but, agree. you know, guys, when, when what we're talking about with science here is not necessarily just the creation. I'm talking about everything. You know, there was a time where scientists didn't know that the, that our blood cleansed our body that that we our body uses blood to clean and filter things and they didn't know that but it was written in the bible it talked about you know the blood you know things like that back in the old testament and you know later on in like the 1700s or something they're like oh wait a second the bible was true look at that the, the blood does clean our body it, it's what our body uses to to clean us and things like that so you know I know we didn't go into a lot of detail today because we don't have enough data on our phones for that. But, you know, if if you're struggling, and one of the side notes that we made on this was how do you deal with, uh, as someone who believes in faith, and you believe faith and science go hand in hand, how do you deal with someone who is atheist, like a professor or a teacher or something like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Man, I think uh, don't give in. You know, don't just say, well, he's smarter than me. She's smarter than me. You have to believe how they believe. So that's number one. Number two, um, you 
teenagers have to start a trend that we've lost in our culture of lovingly disagreeing with one another mm. oh, yeah. and being able to have uh, different viewpoints and being able to still have conversations with one another. And so you can look at this teacher and, and lovingly say, um, you know what, you, you seem like you've studied very well. I don't agree with you on several of these points, and, and here's why. Here, here's what I do believe instead. But I'm willing to read your literature. I'm willing to read what you may have to say about it or hear you out as long as you're also willing to read yeah. my literature and hear what yeah. I have to say. And, and probably nine times out of ten, they're going to say, no, I'm not reading your stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's the case. Yeah. I think it goes back to uh, loving the way Christ loved. You know, everybody that Christ met didn't agree with him. That's right. I mean, actually, one of them that followed him around for three years <laughs> didn't agree with him. Gosh, yeah, that's and, something, ain't it? And, you know, every, you're not, everybody's not going to agree with you. And like Jake said, I love that. You know, we need to learn to agree to disagree mm -hmm. in, in love. And, you know, pray for that person. That's right. You know, they've that's been, right. There's, some, there's some reason in their life that they have been blinded by, by this. And, you know, just... Pray for that person. Right. And I've, I've never seen anybody argue another person into heaven. No. I've, never, I've never seen it yeah. in my 27 years. And so um, I have seen people pray and love people into heaven. It has it has happened. The gospel has yeah. broke through in that instance far more than argument. And so. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, that kind of leads us to the next, the last thing for today is Christians in doubt. Christians in doubt. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. So many people says to faith and doubt are enemies. And that's another thing you can't talk about in the church or, or used to couldn't at least. We've come a long way. You, you got doubts about God. Just push that down. Don't voice Pray those. Don't, yeah, don't talk about those. That's Go read your Bible more. Satanic. Get that out of here. Um, Guys, I, that, that, I didn't let on a minute ago, but doubting, I, I began doubting God at this point in my life. And that's what led to the depression. Mm. Uh, and, <laughs> It'll do it. But, you know, I was just in, that's why I was in a bad place. I was like, how am I a Christian that is doubting God? Mm -hmm. But guess mm -hmm. what I found out? I studied it immensely. Mm. Immensely. I said a big word. I studied it. And guess what I found? That a majority of the Bible people that we read about struggle with the same thing. Mm. And some of the guys, hey, John the Baptist, John the Baptist sent a messenger to Jesus while he was in jail and said, hey, you know, are you really the Messiah? Are you really the person we've been, been waiting for? Or do I need to just start looking somewhere else? Mm. Mm. You know what Jesus said? What did he say? He said, there's never been a better man born a woman than John That's the right. Baptist. That's right. Woo! So, you know, be like right John there at the Baptist. end of John Baptist's life, you mm. know, he says, I mean, am I really following the right direct person? So doubts happen. Man, that's part of that. And and here's one thing I here's one thing I realized, and this is kind of hard to say. Uh, so let me make sure I word it right. Faith, uh, doubt does not mean that you have no faith. Mm -hmm. See, I think our society says if you doubt, you don't have faith. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. They go hand in hand, kind of like science and faith do. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think we you need to realize if you're doubting. That's part of growing. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a growing pain in your faith. That means you're, you know. So don't don't think like. See, this is what I thought. I was the. I'm the only person. I'm the only pastor. I'm the only student pastor who has ever struggled with doubts. No, mm -hmm. no, that's not true. <laughs> not true. 
I agree with everything you say, uh, everything you say, and I would even say, um, man, God values your obedience over your emotions a lot of times. Be careful. The Bible mm-hmm. warns us about the deceitfulness of our hearts and our emotions, and a lot of times that can contribute to doubt. Most of the time, our doubt uh, will come from, just being honest, some sort of circumstances happening in our lives, whether it's uh, corona or whether it's the loss of a loved one or a bad breakup or, or parents getting a divorce or something. And uh, God wants you to be faithful and obedient to him, even when you don't feel like it, even when there may be doubts. And I'll tell you, that if you can do that, if you can withstand these storms of doubt in your life, he'll provide those emotions over time. He'll provide the joy. He'll provide the assurance. Uh, he'll provide some ease and peace to those doubts. Because um, he says it himself. Jesus says it. Hey, my peace I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Uh, the peace of God is yours for the taking, if you will trust and obey and be obedient and understand, hey, sometimes there are seasons of doubt, and it's okay to talk about those, uh, but you just... You maintain that obedience. Well, what you looking at, brother? I was looking. At, I was looking at the verse where John the Baptist had his doubts, and here's what here's what happened. Jesus was sent message back to John and says, "Remember all the things you have seen. Mm. Remember." He doesn't say. He doesn't say. Well, yes, John, I'm the Messiah. What are you What are you thinking? Like, why would you ask that? He says, "Remember all the things. Remember all the things you have seen done by me." That's right. Now, that's one thing I want you to think about. Okay, if you're struggling with doubt in your life, I don't know if there's a God. I don't know if Jesus is real. I don't know if I can trust the Bible. Here's what I want you to think about. Think about the times in your life that God has worked. And I can I think back to times where I have just sensed the Lord's presence uh, in my life closer than, I mean, closer than we're sitting here. And, you know, remind your, remember those times in your life. Okay, remember, oh, I remember God speaking to me here. I remember God speaking to me here. And, and know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're in good company. You realize that? Like, if you look up Bible characters who doubted God, Abraham, right. Moses, uh, David, David, my goodness. Uh, John the Baptist, Thomas, who yeah. was one of his disciples. Yeah. Hey, and let's go outside the Bible. you got... Um, Charles Spurgeon, oh, struggled one of with the greatest, by the way. Go back because depression. of the doubt. It was yeah. because of his doubt in Christ. They said he would preach the most powerful message, and people by the thousands would be saved, and he would come off the pulpit, and doubt and, and skepticism would absolutely just wreck him mm. to the point of depression. Mm. And, you know, you know, Charles Spurgeon, Mother Teresa. Really? Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. Uh, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. And, I, and I'm sure if you go to your pastor, you know, as a student, say, Pastor, I'm struggling, or your youth pastor, say, hey, I'm struggling with this. If they were honest, they've struggled in a way too. Maybe not in the same way you have, but in some capacity, they've struggled as well. So, you know, it's normal. All right. Kind of like the depression we talked about earlier. Doubts as a Christian is normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself that. And here's one thing that, there you go. And this is one thing that kind of got me through all this was, this is what I would say, and this goes along with what you said. God knows your heart. Uh-huh, uh-huh. God knows your heart. That's right. And you know, there's a reason, this is what my father-in-law told me, it was some of the best advice ever. There's a reason the Bible says that you got to renew your mind daily. Mm. Guys, mm. listen, this up here is your worst enemy. So many times, just thinking, 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 you won't let, like, 
well, I can't, guys, listen, you're never going to put your, you're never going to be able to put God in a box, okay? Like, I'm a, I, I'm one of these people where I've got to be able to figure something out. Mm. You know, I want to know why the carburetor works. I want to know how it works. I want to know if I do this. It's gonna, we can't do that with God. He's bigger than us. And, you know, if you're sitting there trying to say, I want to figure out everything about God so I understand. I want to understand how he created the world. I want to understand where he was. I want to understand all this stuff. Can't do it. It's not going to happen. That's where you just got to take what Christ, what he says as, as faith. And just know that just because you doubt doesn't mean you don't have faith. It means your faith is growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that, got any other thoughts? That puts that? a bow on it, man. Like, these were great topics. Um, I think you, to end in a really short pastoral word here, I think you touched on maybe one of the largest themes of the Bible, and that is remember. Man, I mean, Old Testament, New Testament, God tells Israel, hey, remember the covenant. Remember how I brought you out of Egypt. You know, get to the New Testament. Remember what Christ has done who he is and so man that's that's so powerful uh, yeah. we have to remind ourselves day in and day out of what god has done for us in christ jesus mm-hmm. how he's shown up in our lives in different ways and how he has made promises to us that he's going to keep yeah. and we need to cling to those promises even though sometimes we Whether get our brains and we get doubts exactly yeah. we we do those things and so uh, man good good word uh, remember that we always need more questions. Absolutely. We need more topics. We'd love for you to, to comment uh, some questions or send it in or however you can get up with us. Uh, tell us about your student services at Carolina right now. When are y'all meeting? What time? So? Uh, we're meeting on Wednesday night, six thirty. Um, you know, social distancing. Yeah, yeah. Best, keeping everybody best safe. Best we can. Hard with teenagers in a room, but yeah, yep. but uh, we're doing that. And so far, nobody's sick. We're good, and uh, we've enjoyed it. What about yours? Wednesday nights at 6. We moved up to 6 instead of 6.30 for the summer. And uh, I mean, we hadn't had a single sick person in the student ministry. And so we're also taking a retreat in a couple weeks. Chaco right. Springs, July 29th through August 1st. Y'all doing next week? We're going to the beach next week. Um, I mean, it's hard to do during Corona, but it's okay. You know, we're doing what we can. But uh, we'd love to have you join us or Absolutely. have a student join us. And um, either way, if you live closer to Bethany, Come to Bethany. If you live closer to Carolina, come to Carolina. Hey, listen, there's 50 <laughs> other youth groups. That's right. Place. That's so right. Pick, pick a good one. church that believes and preaches the Bible and go there. There you go. So <laughs> That's it. Um, that's it. Like we said, closing thoughts. Like, listen, if one of these topics have really just kind of scratched your itch and you say, hey, I want to know more about it. Uh, we're, below, we're going to put the a list of some resources for you, like books and things. You can get them all on Amazon. And you say, hey, I don't have any money. I can't afford to buy that book or I can't afford to do that. But just Absolutely. send us a message. Get up with us and, hey, we'll be glad to let you borrow some. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, we we'll let you borrow it and whatever. So we love books. Yeah, we got lots of them. Yes, we do. So, where are we eating lunch at today? I don't know. Where are you going to eat at? Last week, last time you saw us, we went and munched the airport. And it was... It was exactly it was what a we great decision. It, it sure was. was. So, I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys, we love y'all. We thank you for watching. We pray. I, our prayer is honestly that you know we're not trying to be famous. You know, Wimbo and Jake, we don't care if we're ever famous. What we want, we just want you to be able to grow in your faith. That's, and right. that's the whole point of this. That's right. We like to see people move from death to life and know life in its fullness, and that's becoming more and more like Jesus each and every day. So, so we'll see you in about a month. About a month. We'll Send us some topics. Episode. And we'll see you then. Yes.